Hey guys, and welcome back to the In Focus podcast with me, your girl, Sam G. How excited I am to be back. First and foremost, you know what? Let me thank all my listeners right about now and welcome in all the new listeners. Welcome to one and all because this is going to be nothing but positive vibes, energies, and it's all about changing the narrative, which is so needed going into 2021. Uh, Before I go into introducing my guest to series two of hashtag elevating brands, yes, series two, I have some interesting guests for you. Um, Thank you to them for accepting the invitation to come onto the show, but you don't actually need an invitation. I'm just going to call it an open invitation. So if you do want to come onto the show, um, and I'll explain the other shows as well in a moment. But if you do want to come onto the show, all you've got to do is DM me, ring me, message me, email me, either one out of the four or three that I've just mentioned. I don't bite. <laughs> yeah. As long as you've got something positive and you are bringing uh, the positive vibes that I was talking about just a moment ago and you are an individual that is on the rise then there's your pass yeah rise stands for real inspired strong and empowered yeah so if you or you know someone that's in your community that is that person then definitely get them on or get yourself onto the show now i was just gonna let you know the shows that i have got in store for you that have been newly introduced to the podcast they are as follows now some of you may be aware of making history that's a new one that is all about black history um but it's not black history as we know it it's black history here and now the people that are contributing to our history each and every day we need to be recognizing them black history shouldn't be just shoved into one month and crammed in like that and sometimes we focus so much on american history as well we've got so many people here in the uk doing their thing let's talk to them you know let's embrace them let's let's congratulate them on what it is that they're doing and support them yeah um I also have a new show as well, which will be released 2021. So you've been given the heads up, listeners. 2021, this show will be on your airwaves and it is called Focus On. Now that is all about focusing on various different topics or issues going on within our communities. Um, Now some may be negative but as i always say out of every negative there is a positive and that is what we're going to be harnessing really and truly we're going to have these community conversations they have to be had and i do realize that i'm not the only platform that talks about them so you know whatever other platform you are listening to that are having these conversations let's have them um so that we can just eradicate some of the real deep-rooted issues that we have going on moving forward it can be a much brighter place i'm hoping but today before i start waffling i am bringing you series two as i mentioned of hashtag elevating brands and what better way to kick off the show 
uh, than repping my own hometown of Bedford as I am going to be talking with the CEO of Spectacular Arts and she goes by the name of Sharon D. Leonardis. She's going to let you know all about it. A brilliant conversation that we had. Um, fully enjoyed talking with Sharon. Love her to bits. Um, but let's take a listen and find out more about the brand. Hey Sharon, how are you? I'm very well, thank you Sam. And yourself? I'm great, I'm great. Thank you so much for joining me on today's show. You are the first in Series 2, may I just add? Okay. (laughs) I I have got a lot to live up to because I've followed you on some of your Series 1 with some great interviews and some great (laughs) inspirational people, so no pressure. (laughs) No, there is definitely no pressure because everyone that comes on the show is someone who is definitely on the rise in our community um, around us. And in the intro, you know, uh, Spectacular Arts is exactly that. Um, I just want you to let the listeners know a little bit more about Spectacular Arts. Yes, well, Spectacular Arts started um, nearly two years ago um, as an idea to support our community. Um, I was approached by our local borough to have ideas of helping improve our river festival that is a fantastic event over two days um, where little old Bedford has uh, over a quarter of a million people attend on those two days. Mm -hmm. What they wanted to do was have more inclusivity of the diverse community, which obviously we're a part of. And Bedford's demographics are fantastic because we have the biggest um, diverse mix outside of London. So Mm -hmm. I think our local borough recognising that and wanting to do something was great. So I took the opportunity to say, you know what? I think this is a once in a lifetime opportunity for myself to really put back into my own community. Brilliant. And you know what I love even more is the way how um, I was reading that one of your aims is to change the narrative for those in the BAME communities in Bedford. Anything to do with changing the narrative, I just love anyway, because we're in that time of of doing doing just that. You've done so much already. (laughs) Um, I feel sometimes I think that, but then I always look and say, there's just so much more. And like you've said, with now changing the narrative and with the current kind of climate that we're in with COVID and with Mm -hmm. the BLM movement, it's really propelled what the potential of spectacular arts can do by about five years, because... At the start, two years ago, it was me talking about this organisation and what we could do. But now people are really grasping onto the fact, actually, diverse communities, particularly black communities, aren't heard. They're not seen equally. So it's enabled me, the doors that are open, to really Mm -hmm. have that conversation. So that's really exciting. And as you said, it's about changing the narrative and we can do it in so many ways, not just verbally or or 
uh, we can do this through arts, through images, through so many levels. And that's the beauty of Spectacular Arts because we're all about the arts, dance, theatre, music and art. We've got so many platforms that we can really change the narrative. And that's exciting. Yeah, exactly. And, and you know, funnily enough, you say that this is what brings us together mm. as a as a people as a community i mean do you feel what has happened in the usa you know george floyd uh blm um do you feel that's impacted on the journey that spectacular arts is is currently on hugely hugely every downside every cloud has a silver lining and if you can draw from the worst scenario and find something in there that you can get turn into a positive and that's what we've done we've used the platform to say okay people are now wanting to listen wanting to hear and so we've really changed not changed tact it's been able to for us to have a much bigger platform to be heard and as you mm. said this is a joint effort it's not just the black community this needs to be re-educated through all of the communities and the fact that Spectacular is all about showing uh, not highlighting the differences it's about mm. showing where we have in common and finding that growing from that so it's actually getting to know each other actually we're similar in our culture with that so it's yeah. finding those similarities that makes us similar and not looking at what makes us different no and it's it's um really funny that you should say that that same point talking about similarities and um, between the cultures because today I um went into a new shop that Bedford has um a new Caribbean shop um absolutely beautiful but um I met an an Indian man in there and we started talking over the meat counter <laughs> but he was like we was we started talking about food and then we started talking about head wraps. And then it was just a whole whirlwind of conversation. But we found so much similarities in our cultures. It was very fascinating. <laughs> no, and, and do you know what? That's it. This um, platform has given me the opportunity to go and knock on doors that I wouldn't normally. And so mm -hmm. I really found, like you say, once you find something in common, it just opens that door for conversation and for realising, you know what, we're like that. Actually, how do you work that differently? So it's it's so good and so rich. And I'm so lucky, I feel personally, to live and to be born and brought up in Bedford because yeah. we have the beauty of, because it's so mixed, we just move yeah. With no, with not much animosity, everybody gets on, does their own thing. But I just saw this as an opportunity. What if we start moving together? Mm -hmm. And that's what really inspired me. And as soon as I started doing that and going to mosques and different places and mm. going to work with the Italian community, the Thai community, the the things that were in common were the love, the family, the food. Oh, yeah, you talked about going <laughs> to the food shop. And all of those things that we need family, we need love, and we need food. So all yes. of those things are basic principles that we all live by. So let's start there. Yeah, most definitely. I mean, 
you know, it, it's, you can hear the passion as well in your voice. And that's what I love, you know, because for, uh, especially with community work, it's that real passion that that person has um, to really, like you say, open doors, have conversations. But one of the things uh, I wanted to ask you is when you think about some of the challenges in our community, uh whether you want to actually take that as just the black community or a community overall, what do you see as being the three biggest challenges that you may have, uh, have you know, come across? Um, I think the biggest challenges is, and I think this actually doesn't even go to any particular culture. Um, I think it goes across every culture is having basic morals and principles that you live by. And I think mm. once you've got that in place, then you've got somewhere to start working from. So I'm talking about things like trust, honesty. Mm. And those are the biggest things that I found a challenge because unfortunately, um, within the black community, there is I found it really hard because it's it's been sometimes very difficult to connect because of there is such there's an element of distrust or uh, or well you don't you don't do this that way you do it this way we yeah. need to come together and say okay that's that's a different way but you know what let's have a look and see if we can come together with it just because we don't see things exactly the same way don't dismiss mm-hmm. it find a way to work together and i think that has been one of the biggest problems of, of trusting and, and um, working with people with the same common goal. Um, so mm-hmm. that's been one of the biggest issues that I've found. Um, and uh, it's hard because going across different nationalities, it, it, it can be very different because then you've got um, religious differences that you have to yeah. be respectful and mindful of. Um, mm-hmm and not really show your your judgment or whether you yeah. maybe don't agree with one particular way that a religion might work or another. But like I say, if you keep the basic principles, family, love and honesty, I think that mm. cuts across all religion. Of course. You know, um, it's funny. I went to uh, quite a multicultural school mm-hmm. um, so it was learning those different cultures um, languages where people came from I feel like that's what excited me more Ooh. so um, what what sometimes is the barrier is ignorance it's when they don't want to learn about other people or or take on their preconceived um, you know things from probably childhood about other cultures and things so so yeah it is about unlocking uh those those chains yeah and i just Um, remembered another thing as well so it's the trust the other barrier is you have to come at any meeting any situation with humility without ego Mm. ego stops a lot of people i want to be the one seen (laughs) actually sometimes just because you're the one want to be seen doesn't mean you're the one that's supposed to be seen and it's knowing that you actually have to go with that humility without the ego and sit back and listen yeah 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 and again when you mentioned about different nationalities and um languages and sometimes it's their ignorance it's also driven by ego yes 
Yes, so I'm, big time. Yeah, I'm very much don't come with an ego because you're not for me. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know what? A lot of people um, should be embracing the full moon right about now. Uh, that would do a lot for, you know, especially during lockdown and learning more about yourself. But like I said, it's about unlocking the, the chains. The, sometimes it's the generational chains as well that have been, you know, we've we've taken on you know, uh, on board, but um, that will unlock so much unity within the community. Definitely, no, absolutely, and I'm all for that unity and community because we need to just be able to come together. Um, that's the only way we're going to move forward. And I think with the current yeah. climate that we're in, um, it's actually what it's done is made me realise we need to be doing more because of mm. we are going to be short of resources. Um, we're going to be tight in the pocket. So we're going to have to be much more resourceful about what we do, what we're spending, where we put money and equally with our time. So I think there are things that we now need to look at and change to make sure Mm. that more is done. And I think, like I said, we're going to have probably more, less resources to our fingertips. So therefore we're going to have to start being the creators to bridge the gap for those resources that are going to be missing. Would you say that what you've just said there, would you say that would be part of your vision of a healthy community? I mean, once we've changed the narrative, once people have let go some of the egos, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that what is your vision of a healthy community in a nutshell? A healthy community is a community or individuals, groups that are prepared to give up their valuable time to put back into the community, to support it. So I definitely think this is exactly what Spectacular Arts was about. And with this current climate, it's highlighting the need for this. And more towns, more individuals need to come together in this way to help bridge the gaps that are going to start appearing from local councils and boroughs where they're going to be strapped for budgets and doing community events, community support-led initiatives. And it is going to be back to the community to really pick that up. And rather than us waiting for somebody to tell us that there's a gap missing, we know there is. So it's a case of, Mm. do you know what, guys? stop and let's look at what we can do to fill those gaps and therefore we can start really putting back into our community and actually showing that we can do it and that it takes everybody doing it together for a real good outcome and it's a case of we have to work together because you want to make sure you're using the best of your time, the best of people. Mm. There's no point doing something that's already being done. So it's a case of don't waste your time. Have a look at where you can either join what's existing, what's already happening, yeah. or you're looking for, well, nobody's doing that. So maybe we do that. Mm. It's, about it's, the, it's the support. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, supporting one another. And I feel that what you've just said there, that doesn't just... Um, come down to uh, the community of Bedford. This is communities across the board. Absolutely. Absolutely. The whole idea of when I set up Spectacular Arts at the beginning, I think people thought, oh man, check this crazy woman. She's always doing things. And look at her big <laughs> vision. But I think if you don't think big, 
then you're not mm-hmm. thinking big enough for the long-term change. And my idea was exactly. Bedford has been known and actually was voted the most giving charitable town in the UK. Mm-hmm. So I'm looking mm-hmm. at it. Okay, so if we, we've got those charitable people, let's put it properly into action. And if I can get this model of a community mm. working together, looking at different areas that's then enhancing what's in that town and then working yeah. with partners to make it even better. If we can get that right mm. here, then this model is nothing special. It can be done anywhere. Yeah, definitely. I love that. Um, you know, like I said, you've done spectacular work. That's not a pun, <laughs> by the way, but I just wanted to use the word. <laughs> so what are you most proud of in your achievements? Is there one um, particular yeah, achievement? Yeah, no, there or? is one that has sparked all of this off, sparked off spectacular uh-huh. arts, and it was um, the dance company that I set up 15 years ago, um, Two Step. Yeah. Two Step was, um, it came about when I was just, I'd left, well, I was on maternity leave. And I was Uh at home looking after a young baby and I was, okay, I need to be doing more. Um, And before I went into my business career, I followed dance, but I had sensible parent that said, that is not a career. So I did something (laughs) else. So I thought, right, you know what? This is my time that I could do something with it. And at that time, 15 years later, I'm looking and saying, well, there's not the youth clubs that there used to be. And... And Mm. I never found the dance classes that I wanted to go to. So I thought, well, let me set it up myself. And I went to my old school, Mark Rutherford, to offer free classes to trial out what I wanted to do. And the whole idea was to put back into the community because I worked in a business world that was luxury market. And I just felt like I'm just servicing people and rich people I'm not actually putting back and so I know that I needed to change that and so this is my way of doing it and the name two-step it was because there were two steps to life body and mind you could get yourself fit but if your mind is not in the right place and the mind was about being healthy in your mind your outlook and putting back so that's why it was called two-step and um that's my proudest achievement because I was able to give kids and adults something to do I was able to support we were able to uh, support charities and best of all I was able to help um shape young individuals going into life with real talk, real hard. Okay, you can dance as well as anybody, but if your mind is not right, you might not survive. And equally, you might be the best dancer in that room, but if you go to audition and what that choreographer has in their head, you don't fit their profile, you don't even dance, they've cut you. Do not take that personally. So it's really teaching the hard facts and also saying you need to have more than one thing to you. You can't just be about dance. You can't just be about I'm going to be the next um, rapper. You need to have a fallback because if that goes, you you don't want to be left Mm. in the situation of you don't know what's happening next. Your life's over. Think again. So it was really important to nurture and create safe environments for people to flourish and grow. And I've still got some of those students to this 
day that I'm proud to say our family and that come back to support and are ambassadors or are working in spectacular arts. So for me, if I dropped tomorrow, I would, I would yeah. say that. And, and people say, what about your family? My family are connected to that. So Two-Step yes. is my family by blood and by choice. My I absolutely, I love that. I absolutely love that. You know what? You you could be writing a book. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. Yeah, she should be writing a book. <laughs> Listen, there's yeah. plenty of time. Everyone's got time. Don't remember. Ghost write for me. Come on, I got loads. I got like four stages of my life already, and I'm not yet done. The best I saw, and I really would love for spectacular arts to overtake my achievements or or what sorry, what my students did with two-step. If spectacular arts overtakes that, I am done. I am happy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because my brother was a part of um, two-step. <laughs> and um, I know that, you know, we had uh, a festival yes. uh, not so long ago as mm-hmm. well uh, in Bedford. Now, because Bedford was put on the map. They had Lazy right. Sunday. That was mm-hmm. real big. Uh, we had Cabana mm-hmm. and these were kind of the things from my, I know that I heard sweetings yep. and roller, roller skating rink and all of that going on. They need to come back mm-hmm. with that actually, but not that I can skate, but um, <laughs> <laughs> with, with that as well, that's, that was absolutely fantastic. I mean, in light of everything that's gone on as well, do you feel that, I mean, in relation to COVID um, your work, is accelerating in so many different areas, but has it actually stopped you though? Because I don't no. think it has, but I just no. wanted If to anything, say. it's propelled us going forward. As I said, it's put the brakes on the festival side, but it's allowed us to regroup yeah. and see, actually, we've got something special as a team. So how else can we work and support our community? And we've certainly changed. So because of the fact of COVID and the COVID restrictions that are going to be there for any outside event for the next 12 months hands on heart Uh it's going to be affected so we said you know what let's just wait so let's use our skills so we changed and had a look so in I think June this year the trustees got back together and said right so we can't do events what can we do we're we what are we strong at we're strong at organizing we connected to lots of organizations we're in quite a few committees and boardrooms so that's when we Mm. sparked off okay we can use this platform now let's anchor the door that we're in committees that were in boardrooms let's make sure that we are now championing the black voice yeah because Mm. I wouldn't have been able to do that before and just say okay what about me what about the black community they'd have been like yeah Mm -hmm. thank you very much but just wait your turn now we're able to say you remember us spectacular oh yes 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 and then we can go in with this that the other so this is how we're now moving um so so much so we are now um quite heavily involved with bedford college um i'm a governor there but we're now being able to utilize the platform and 
talk about the equality and diversity policy that's at Bedford College. I've been able to use mm -hmm. the platform that we have with the council. So the borough were the ones that come and got me two years ago. So now I'm knocking mm -hmm. their door saying, okay, people, remember you called on me? Now I'm calling on you. Mm. So we are now at the table with the mayor and the councillors to look at what the policies are for the diverse communities in Bedford. So we've now got the round table Fantastic. opportunity with the mayor who's inviting other um, black organisations to join and have a proper conversation and set it in writing because there's no point mm -hmm. just using this time to be a tick box exercise and to grab funding. It's not about that. Yeah. This is about changing the narrative, like we said, this is about changing the policy. So to do that, you've got to be in the committees, you've got to be in the boardrooms mm -hmm. where they make the decisions and where the policies mm -hmm. get set in writing and then the organisation have to work towards that. So it's all well and good doing things at small grassroots level, but until you go to the top and let it drip down, there'll be yeah. no permanent change. So that's where we've been really focused, using our foot that's in the door. And many people, and you might be aware of this, will get to mm -hmm. a certain level, getting that boardroom and say, that's me done, I'm good. I'm good with this group now. No one yeah. else comes in. And we also know mm -hmm. a lot of these community groups, and sorry, a lot of these committees and boardrooms take one in as their token gesture. You're in, but sit down, be quiet. You're just a tick box. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's yeah. not good enough. So I'm wedging the door open and getting more people be in heard. because it will take more than one voice to be heard, of You've course, got to make to change. look at the demographics yeah. of that room, and if that is a hundred percent doesn't represent you, I'm looking at the stats of Bedford's diversity. Remember, we are second in the country for the biggest diversity mix so we're on around 28 percent mix so in theory every boardroom or committee that i go into there should be one third that is of diverse mix and we are no way yeah. near close to that in any boardroom or committee group that i'm in and i'm in 25 okay. associated groups Wow. Wow. <laughs> that is definitely saying something to us. And I think what you've highlighted there um, has been some of my next question, because I was going to ask you about what tips and advice would you give to someone when working in and for the community? And I feel like what you've just said there is it is all good from the grassroots, but we do actually be need needing to be sat around the tables to really make change. And I found that after um, the protests and various different things, I remember being in little um, flash groups, Zoom meetings and so forth, where these things were kind of being spoken about. And if we are actually to make change in any area where we feel we are not being heard or um, any other negativities going on in that, that sense, we do need to be seen at the top, but communicate, not barling. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, my God. If I could clap right now, I would clap. Absolutely. Because, Sam, there is a very different etiquette 
from mm. grassroots mm. to boardroom. There is a completely different etiquette. Mm -hmm. And if you do not know how to navigate it, you will you won't be in there for very long or very quickly you will not be listened to. So there is a need for training, if you want me to be honest, for those people that really want to have effective change and haven't had uh, committee or boardroom experience. I personally mm. am really championing and would love to speak to people to say, okay, let me give you my expertise that I've gone through. Yeah, I've had 15 years of business in committees, in boardrooms, knowing how to line up my allies, then having a voice, because it is a very different conversation. You can't go into boardrooms and committees by just demanding. You can't go in there by saying, mm. this is the problem that we've had for X hundred of years. You've got to go in there with this has been the problem. This is a solution that I'm suggesting. This is how I've already looked at it. This is the stats that I've already proven and can show you how it can work. You've got to go in there with um, a competent way of changing things, with expertise, knowledge to back it. You can't mm. just go in there. This is the problem. What are you going to do about it? It doesn't work like yeah, that. At yeah. boardroom level, you have to be seen as a creator and a changer. And this is what's happening now. I feel like with future generations as well coming through, breaking uh -huh. through into that and really wanting that change, these type of things will be happening, yeah. definitely. You know, the chains, I can hear the clanks already. Um it's such a brilliant, brilliant um, start to to our conversation, Sharon, truly, because I know that there is more to say, but we are just going to go for a short okay. ad break. And listeners, when we come back, we are going to find out a little bit more about Sharon herself, as we have so heard about Spectacular Arts. But I want to find out a little bit more because I know you've got so much <laughs> up your sleeve. <laughs> So we'll be back after this short ad break. The In Focus podcast is a platform that has conversations with those in communities who are making positive movements, changing their narratives and share the overall goal of putting unity back into community. So join me, your host, Sam G, as I speak with those who are on the rise that's real, inspired, strong, and empowered. If you want to hear your advert played during the InFocus podcast, then email advertising at rootsnews.co.uk for more details. Okay, so we are back uh, with Sharon from Spectacular Arts, and we've had such a beautiful start to our conversation. Um, just talking a lot about the brand. But as always, I like to find out a little bit more about the person behind the brand. So, Sharon, I do like to put people on the spot sometimes. I have a quick fire question for you. Ooh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Businesswoman or community leader? Community leader. Okay. Why not businesswoman? Um, because 
I think my if I asked my husband, he would say, um, you'd have more money in the bank if you were a really good businesswoman. <laughs> and personally, I get so much more fulfillment out of um, community work. Blessed. Do you know what? I feel you on that one because earlier, as I said before, I can hear that passion. And that is exactly what communities need. It's that passion and that joy. There's a joy as well to community work, don't you think? There's a huge joy because, as you say, the flip side was business. Uh, Business is doing it for other people and for yourself more um, and doing business for other people. But community is definitely it touches people's lives. Um, And particularly when you're working in the community and learning about other people and their cultures and their community, it's enriching my life. But more so when I'm going out and doing things in the community, when you see others thriving in their community and doing well, it only um, it warms my heart and you can't buy that. So mm. that without a doubt is you can't put money on it. Money can't buy it. And that's why I say community leader. I feel you. I feel you because I, I remember we had a conversation and I was telling you about my grandma and she's someone who was, um, pivotal in the community you know running um, nursery groups or doing things for the elderly like opening up the church doors and cooking food for them and that um but everyone can do their part it doesn't actually take I say community leading not everyone needs to wait for the leader to be present like everyone has that act of act of being an activist yeah 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 um, So say like at the start of lockdown, everyone was, you know, uh, putting parcels together and leaving it on uh, the elderly or vulnerable groups doors. So everyone can do their little part and really embrace themselves in changing their community around them. That's right. And you said something there about activists and it doesn't mean everybody's got to have their fist in the air and really going for massive changing. Um, Being part of the community and doing something can be small things. So it doesn't have to be you've got to be the leader doing everything. It might be that you just had a little word with somebody. You've inspired somebody. Somebody's inspired you. You've gone out of your way to maybe just even pick up litter off the floor that somebody might slip on that looks an eye sore. It can be the smallest thing. And it's about just, you don't have to be in everything, but I think if everybody just did something, whether it was small or whether it was big, if we all did something, we'd be a much better world and society, community, for just doing that. Blessed. Where did it all start for you? I know you mentioned um, earlier, you know, Uh, your achievements and what you were most proud of and starting two-step but you know what was what was that catalyst really for your work in the community? Um, I think it was being aware of my upbringing aware of what I had um, as a young person youth clubs being able to express and mix with other people and I think as I got older and buried my head in work and business and once I came out of that a little bit I'm looking and seeing actually the things that I had aren't there anymore like the community centers where you mix with different people having that big sort of like youth club it just 
seemed to have disappeared. So that really spurred me to say, do you know what? If I can create something to bring that feeling back of being a part of the community, doing something, I think that's what really was the catalyst when I saw what I had not there and I'm going to have kids now. So mm. if I don't try and put something back that I think did me well mm-hmm. um, and, and made me think about others, that if we don't start putting back to do that, yeah. we're, we're doomed, basically. No, it's true. It's true. It's taken those necessary steps as well for the betterment of our future generations. And there are a lot of things that have been taken away now um hence why a lot of young people are in certain situations out um on the streets so it is about us being um mindful of these things and just even if we want to make the changes in our community we can do so at least we know we have the power to do so like we said before if you see litter on the street pick it up and you know or get a group of young people together and actually once you start doing those things, they'll be more respectful of where they live and the people that live within around them as well. Correct. So Um, if if we can think, actually, we can do something to change our environment or to make it better. And if everybody actually grows up knowing and thinking, I could actually make a difference, then we're halfway there. And, And it's every time I'm working with people or connecting with people, I'm trying to say, you can make a difference. We can make a difference. And mm-hmm. if that seed starts to sprout in those individuals that I've come across, then for me, my work's done. And that's certainly, I see it coming back from all those years I spent with the students that I worked with Two Step and now seeing them as young adults, some of them doing exactly what I said, they're putting back into their communities. And I'm like, there you go. There's another one. Mm. They can go and inspire another three or four people. Brilliant. And if they then go and inspire and it will have that knock on effect to carry on. Beautiful. I love that. I mean, in and amongst everything that you've you've done growing up, did you have any role models or mentors that set you on the path to do what you do? Um, Yeah, I definitely had family members that were really strong morals and they would only you know, they wouldn't give their time to people that didn't deserve it. So yes, I had role models, but for me, I think it was Maya Angelou. When I left school, um, I didn't, we didn't have the Black History Month, <laughs> which should be mm-hmm. all year round. Um, so I had yes. to go and find out and find my role models. And Maya Angelou was one that I came across that I was just blown away by her achievements because she was multifaceted. She had more than one thing that she could talk about that she had done to, to, to make herself be the person that she was to be strong. Um, but also to put back into the community. So that was somebody for me that I was like, wow, if I can just do one of the things that she's done, I'm good. (laughs) <laughs> I'm telling you, she when she wrote that poem, Phenomenal Woman, that was her as well as other women as well. And even like I just mentioned, the future generations can be just that too. Yeah. Um she was, yeah, she was excellent, excellent at what she did and what her legacy as well, what she's left behind. 
<laughs> we've heard a lot about your work. You've done so much beautiful things and set some really good energies um, amongst the community. Do you have time for hobbies? Uh, I do, because I'm the sort of person, I just can't sit still. <laughs> so um, <laughs> for me to just sit and do nothing is kind of like, no. So, yeah, my kind of hobby that I really take the most enjoyment out is art, drawing. Um, I kind of picked up a pencil and paper when I uh, gave up work to look after my sick mother-in-law. And that, mm-hmm. to me, became therapy. It became a release of my restlessness um mm-hmm. I didn't have to rely on anybody else to fill that blank page and starting with a blank page and then hours and hours of drawing and then seeing a final piece that I was fairly happy with um mm-hmm. I was never always happy because I'd always go back and say I could just change this I could just change that <laughs> but that's me always being self-critical of whatever I do to be to strive to be the best that I can and things like art it's in the eye of the beholder so you will always be looking for improvements and I think that's how everybody should be for us to evolve as individuals you never rest on Mm. I'm good aren't I no yeah (laughs) yeah did that help you as well um through lockdown that that you mentioned therapy did the art really help you through oh yeah I mean as soon as lockdown went I was like okay um oh what am I going to be doing and it was straight away (laughs) that's what I did and within the first sort of like four weeks I was was doing portraits after portraits it was it was just really lovely and then when it got to the stage where I was like you know what I think you've done quite a lot now you need to switch up (laughs) and think about something else Oh, <laughs> it's amazing. So are we actually privy to seeing any of this work maybe um, in the museum? Yes, you are. So I was fortunate enough to, I, I posted a few of the portraits that I did on social media and um, I got a friend of mine, uh, James Farrow, who works for the Quarry Theatre, um, mm-hmm. messaged me and he would actually been through lockdown he'd picked up his paintbrushes again and he was doing watercolors so he said you know what Sharon if I do an exhibition would you be interested in putting a few pieces in and lo and behold I've got a few pieces right now that are being displayed (laughs) at the quarry theatre but it also sparked something else in me I I was most of my portraits were of black or mixed raced um yeah images I I did one of Captain Tom uh, but then thinking about it going to galleries 95 percent of portraits it's probably higher are of white mm. images white people so I then decided to do you know what I'm gonna do focus on black heroes and heroines and I'm gonna try and do a exhibition of just black heroes and heroines and I put this out to the universe put it onto social media and 94 people put their suggestions of who they thought I should do portraits of so I am going to be over uh, the next few months when I get some time start to work on some of these portraits and look towards next year in doing an exhibition just on black heroes and heroines <laughs> Sharon I um, <laughs> my mouth is like 
dropped a little piece now, right? I am absolutely loving the sound of that. Can you, without giving too much away, out of those 94 people, mm-hmm. um, what were some of the suggestions? Oh, gosh, yeah, I can give you some straight away. So we had kind of the usual ones that we know about, the kind of mainstream. So for Malcolm X, um, somebody definitely put Maya Angelou, so you know my girl's going in there. Um, <laughs> we had uh, Bob Marley. Um, oh, gosh, there was quite a few. Mary Seacole. Um, mm-hmm. Nina Simone. So there were quite a few. Uh, but what I was trying to look at was, okay, let me see if I can get some that are much, that aren't as well known that we can publicize. Mm. So I think there's going to be a few up my sleeve that might, um, people might think, oh, but also I've got to be quite conscious of, I need to do my research on these people because I want to make sure yes. we're putting and the right people in the focus. There were some people's suggestions that when I looked into their <laughs> background, they had questionable pasts or they okay. had questionable ideas. There was one in particular that I was like, oh, great. Yeah, I really like that one. I'm going to have a look. And then I realized they had had sympathies with the KKK. Okay. And I thought maybe that's not a person that I'll highlight so much. So, um, yeah, mm-hmm. I, I, I will promise to give you an invitation to that lockdown exhibition. And we can go I look forward. I look forward to it. I do, definitely do because, um, you know, it that is definitely something we needed to be celebrating and hence why um, – I said at the very beginning of the show as well that I've got a new show called Making History. And that is literally to speak to people in our communities that are doing things every day, like celebrating our black history every day and not just bombarding it into one month. Um, That it's too rich, uh, too culturally rich just to be one month. And so this, what I'm hearing right now is absolutely beautiful. So, um, love and light with that and I can't wait for my invitation okay on the list (laughs) just don't ask me when just don't ask me when (laughs) nah it's okay but you mentioned something in there that was very interesting and it uh spoke about manifested you spoke to the universe um do you have a spiritual toolbox um this one's kind of hard because I have certain things I personally believe in um, and being brought up Christian, that was my upbringing. But as I got older, I'm starting to question some of the the lessons that I've been taught, some of the thoughts that have come from religion. So let me just explain that one. Um, for me, most religions are based around love, unity, trust and honesty. But mm-hmm. it's people that interpret it in different ways that manipulate it and make it become their own for instance love love is love but then when you have Mm. some religions that don't promote love between same sexes and things like that I have an issue with so I, Mm. I I don't I can't say that I'm fully Christian because of certain things. But what I do believe that all religions are based on those fundamentals, morals, good morals of love, unity, trust and honesty. Every religion has those parts to play. So no matter what 
um, religion you follow, that's it. So I just want people to follow those fundamentals. This is this is exactly it, because in series one, I spoke with uh, a number of women who had spiritual practices, um, say, like, you know, like mm-hmm. Reiki um, vision boards and things like that. So in the spiritual toolbox that we were speaking about is is almost like you would have those what I've just mentioned and maybe crystals. Ooh maybe incense and things okay you know? well crystals you've kind of we've talked about this personally um, <laughs> and I'm a true believer about energy and I know we had a conversation and we were in a meeting and you said I wasn't feeling the energy and I mm-hmm. had my mouth mm-hmm. open said oh my I don't sound crazy now thank you Sam because there is something that um as I've gone on through my years of work life whatever this remark has come up quite a lot people say oh my god your energy your energy you feel it and I'm like looking at them thinking what but I'm, I just think maybe that's because I'm excitable I don't know but then something started to trigger I knew when I came across people similar to me that had that same sort of let's say energy that I would be mm-hmm. like supercharged and my energy would flow even more. But when I'd come across people that maybe didn't think the same way as me, I'd feel my energy or my flow stopping. And it, was, mm, yeah, and it was really strange. So I have to say, yeah, I do believe in that energy that we can't see but I can certainly feel it and that's something within two-step and within spectacular arts I know when I get around my guys our team I'm energized Mm -hmm. I feel that and that's now with them this whole lockdown situation it's made me realize time is precious and we need to be as effective as we can when we can get out there. So I'm now being unapologetic to stopping any negative energy coming in my pool and poisoning my water. So I am only going with those that give me that energy that supercharges that we can do more. For real, it is definitely super saiyan time. I'm, I'm, I'm for real on that, and it's looking out for energy vampires. You can feel it instantly. <laughs> I laugh because <laughs> I get it. We've spoken about this, and you said to me, and I was like, "You're right," because I'm the, I was, I was going to say, I am. No, I was the sort of person that would actually give time to everybody, and in fact, to my detriment, my family, particularly my daughter, will tell me, mum, you can't give people your time, particularly when I don't think they respect yours, and and they're not the same as you, and you're waiting for them to be the same, they're just not, and I'm like, but, but, and now I'm like, Roberta, I'm with you, Roberta, I'm with you, you're right, no more, pulling letting my energy being drained or no more letting people stop my energy and as soon as I've mentally cut those ties the flow has just Mm -hmm. been incredible of energy positive this is the thing for 2021 as well especially moving forward it's about um, ensuring that the energies you have around you in, within your circles are 
matching and vibrating on the same level as you. Um, so, yeah, listeners, take that one on <laughs> board. <laughs> but it's definitely helped you on your journey thus far and let, may it continue to do so as well and, and continue to uplift um, and empower you because this is why we say and this is why you were invited onto the show because you were definitely a lady that's on the rise. You know, you are definitely real, inspiring, strong and empowering. You can only be those things, true say, when you have those good energies and you know, you know, um, that that's what time it is. Uh, I love this bit coming up now. Okay, go on. <laughs> because it's quick fire question Ooh, time. I feel like I'm on a game show. Let's go, girl. <laughs> Because unfortunately, we are due to close um, the, our conversation um, coming up and um, it's comes to that time. I don't really like it, but quick fire question time. I do love these questions. So I'm just going to waste no time and get on with asking you the first one. So would you rather travel back in time to meet your ancestors or to the future to meet your descendants? I'm going back. I'm going back. And the reason why, because there's a saying, if you don't know your history, you don't know where you're going in the future. And there's still so many questions from our history that I would like to go back and ask a few of those few, those past leaders. Mm, that's a Sankofa okay. moment. You explain that one to me, Sankofa? Yeah. Hmm? Sankofa is the bird in Adinkra um, symbols, which is uh, from Ghana. Uh, they have a bird and it, it's, it's looking back with an egg on it, with an egg in its beak, should I say, but its feet are moving forward. So it's usually something that you may be going back into the past for something that you may have forgotten to bring it into the future for future generations. Um, but it's a beautiful saying. It actually featured on the front of the summer issue of Roots News as well. Oh, yeah. So I did actually like that. Oh, yeah, great. I like that. I'll go with that. I'm that bird. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> definitely have a look at that. Um so you said you'd rather travel back in time. Now, if you were going back there, where would you go and why? Okay, um, I'm going to have a conversation. I'm going to go and do my own podcast back with Malcolm X. Love him. Now, the reason why I've picked him is because, for me, he's one of the most realist of those activist leaders. He 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 was that bad boy. He then found his way that he thought was the right way. And then he, mm-hmm. he still was searching for something else and learned and thought, you know what? That's still not the right way. And his final voice was about unity and love through any yeah. creed, any sex, just love and unity. And that's all we need to do. And so for me, I want to go back and ask him more so that I can bring that back now and focus on it. Yes. I hear you 100%. When it comes to men like that, he was such a strong, iconic figure as well. Um, That so needed right now, believe me. Um, 
<laughs> but just going back on uh, Sankofa, it is actually return and get it. So it's learning from yeah. the past. Yeah. Um, and if I have actually got a set of um, cards, a, um, a Dinkra cards, and on the back of it, it says, I am deeply appreciative of all that has passed. No lesson will go unlearned. No dream unfulfilled. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so I just thought I'd pick that one out for you as Thank you just you said are. that. <laughs> and I'd also tell him he needs to dodge that bullet because we needed him. We did need him, but I felt like some... Don't you think that some people that came from that era and even before, it's like they were only meant to be here for a set amount of time to really set us on our path. Because I feel like uh, going back before about us not just solely looking for a leader, we need to start leading ourselves and our communities in the direction that we want it to go. Um, and you can see that from the iconic figures and what the messages they were trying to tell us. But it's now about us acting on the message on what they wanted it's us true. to do and continuing it no, forward. This is do you know true what I mean? Because if um, he wasn't assassinated, it might not have sparked off those future leaders, the voices that then came from him because of his death that were mm. carrying on his mm. message. So you're right. The people yeah. might have got lazy and said, ah, oh, let's leave it to Malcolm. He can say it for us. But with him being assassinated, mm. well, he's not saying it for us. So I need to speak up now. Yeah, for real. And and it brings forward people like yourself, people, you know, in our communities that are doing the said same things. And this is what we need to celebrate and embrace. You know, people have qualities of the leaders that were from our past. So that's, you know, that's from our black history. Like I said, it's culturally rich and it's got a lot of lessons in there. The blueprint's already there. It's just about us continuing it and moving that forward for our to next write, generation. It's not rocket science. What he said, like you said, the blueprint, it's all there. All we've got to do is pick it up. Mm -hmm. Definitely so, definitely so. Uh, now, I'm loving this question. If a movie was made of your life, who would you want Ooh, to play you? This one is good. Okay, okay. Ooh, ooh, gotta think. Um, right, I'm going off key because it's not an actress that people say, oh, they're an actress. They're known for something else. But I've seen them portray okay. stories in their own way. I've seen them actually do um, short cameo roles in, in films or series. And that's Erica Badu. She, for me, Ooh. is that queen. She's not 100% politically correct, but she is mm -hmm. strong in knowing who she is. She is strong in style, and boy, can she tell a story. Definitely so. Do you know what? I have to do the, the click, click, click there when you say Yeah, I have it the same as you. Because you better call Tyrone. You're calling. No, she. Tells a story <laughs> from the heart, raw, um, but you can, you understand. Yeah, brilliant. I love it, and I love, like you said, she is such a good mm -hmm. storyteller. 
in her um you know music videos as well to showcase it oh. 100 certain times i think one of them i had to go back and just replay it again just so that i oh, didn't miss I anything did. but and i love it do you know what what she's just to me fearless one of her videos she starts off walking through her neighborhood and she's fully clothed and by the end of yes. it she is yes. And I'm just like, wow, the confidence and the power in you to be able to say, this is me. Nothing, no no materialistic rubbish. This is me. Yep. Yep. We are in that time of feminine raising, but don't get me started on that. Listen, we are back on um, our future car now. We are traveling into the future. What does 2021 have in store for you first and foremost? 2021 has for me connecting more. It is unifying our lovely, multicultural, diverse Bedford in a way that will set the standards for how a mixed community needs to work and that's working together supporting each other and putting back that's how i want to see 20 with 21 with bedford on the map for uniting through love love honesty and just trust and educating i love that educating knowing where we've come from knowing our history and i mean world history not just black history British history, telling the truth on that. That's where I Mm -hmm. want Bedford to be. Mm -hmm. And what can we see from Spectacular Arts in 2021? Definitely doing that. So unifying, bringing people together. So by 2021, hopefully we've got multicultural groups through dance, theatre, art and music working together to express, to tell the story through those forms, through history, through black history, so that in 2022, we are going to have the Spectacular Arts Festival that will be the one mm, to love set it. the real standards. Yeah. The one that we did in 2019, that was just a taster of mm-hmm. the potential. Now that people yes. understand the drive of the Spectacular Arts team, now people understand what the Spectacular Arts team can actually achieve, people are now coming to say, okay, you talked a good talk but you delivered the majority of it. So now let's support you financially. Now let's support you with expertise and let's see how we can really showcase. I love that. One thing I just want to ask, how can we as a community truly 100% support you? The way that I would really love the community to support us is one, Connect with us. We're on social media, so share it, like it. Equally, if you've got an idea or you are part of those four arts that I said and you want to get involved, contact Mm -hmm. us. If you are a leader within those four elements, dance, art, theatre, music, and you think you could lead a community group to inspire then I definitely need to see and speak to you. 
because we need, I can't do mm-hmm. this on my own. The team can't do this on their own. This is a collective. And the more thoughts and the more energy that we've got, the more that we can do. So I need people actually not just saying, oh, yeah, we'll watch. We watched last time. It was good. It nearly broke mm-hmm. us last time. The mm. energy that we had to give. So mm-hmm. if people can come, just contact us. Just, just share. Yeah. Just like, and just say, "I'm here. What do you need?" That's it. Okay. Okay. What are your? You mentioned your um, handles that we can contact you on social media. So what are those handles? Spectacular. How, what is it? One on Instagram and Spectacular Arts on Facebook. Um, I'm sure my name's going to go out there. So find me on Facebook, Sharon DeLeonardis, and I can certainly steer in the right direction. But it's all about us connecting. So even if you can't join us and do something, just like it. Yeah, join that community. Mm-hmm. Big time big time you heard it here first listeners um definitely support share like post talk send out the right energies and just let's vibrate let's just vibrate and support one another what would you like to be remembered Um, for Sharon I'd like to be not me remembered I think I'd like people that I've come across and we've I've maybe helped to inspire them or help them on their journey if they can tell their story that's what I'd like the stories of others to be told. Uh, I love that. I love, love, love. And I've exceptionally loved having this conversation with you as well. Um, it's just a great way to kickstart off uh, series two. Um, because like I, I mentioned, you are definitely a lady that is on the rise and continue to rise in what you do. Can I take um, a moment to thank you? What more so can let me I thank say? you because you did get involved in Spectacular Arts from the very beginning. You became the dance mum. You were there with us at um, Northampton Carnival, <laughs> going around the streets with us. You were there in Bedford Park with us and it was just your energy, the calming, the that I could look over at you and I just, yeah, I could relax and knowing I'm doing the right thing. You just, you didn't even need to say anything. You just give me a smile, give me a nod, and I'm like, okay, sis, I got you. So thank you, thank oh, you, blessed love. No, no, thank you so much for that. Um, it's it's greatly appreciated. And this is what it's about. It's uplifting one another and continuing to empower sisters, fellow brothers. And that's how it works in communities, no matter what culture you are, to be fair. Um, you know, like I say, this platform, it may talk about issues to do with the black community. But generally speaking, it's to really highlight the fact that we have a lot of positives Minus uh, the negatives that we always come across. So, but I would like to take this time out really and truly to thank you for your time though, Sharon. For no, absolute being on pleasure. Today's show. You are um, giving us a voice and a platform. So for that, I can thank you because you're giving others that opportunity to highlight what they're doing. And it's incredible. So thank you, Sam. Hey, blessed love, blessed love. Listeners, it has come to that time, unfortunately, where we have to end the show. But next week, 
it is not going to be hashtag elevating brands, but it will be making history with a young actor whose film is released in the UK here on the 18th of December. So do not miss out on that. And you know where to follow me to keep abreast with what's going on. But for now, I have to say goodbye and love and light to one and all. Thank you so much for tuning in. See you next week. If you or someone you know would like to be on any of the shows featured here on the In Focus podcast, then get in touch. You can do so one of two ways. Email infocus at rootsnews.co.uk or alternatively via my Instagram page at the In Focus podcast. You can DM me direct. Either which way, I look forward to having you on the show.